with uh, Jacob Hinman. Hi, Jake. Hey. Said both. See. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, thanks for being on the uh, show. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Okay. Doing awesome. Good, yeah. Not drunk yet or anything. Not yet. Okay. Um, although it is Friday, so. Right. Never too early, right? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so why don't you tell me? Uh, just first, give us a little background. Like, where are you from? How did you come into uh, you know video and stuff? Yeah, so let's see. I I grew up outside Portland in McMinnville, Oregon, for the most part. Uh, finished up high school down near Los Angeles, north of Los Angeles, and was always interested in it. Studied film in college, started working, doing video stuff, and uh, never stopped. Okay. Um... What was your, like, did you, like, major, was it your major in, uh, like... Yeah, film, film production okay. was my major. I, I, my emphasis was directing. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, so, uh, how did you, I mean, did you come straight to Portland, or did you work in the L.A. area for a while? Yeah, so right out of school, I um, had... Uh, feature filmmaking aspirations so for a time I tried to go down to LA and was was just um, staying at my mom's place down there and uh, working a little bit writing a script working on you know as kind of like a PA or a grip or whatever and um, my dad actually runs a little ad agency in McMinnville so I found I, I kept wind up uh, I kept um, all my best work was coming through him. He'd he'd uh, hire oh, okay. me for little projects for you know for just local clients there, and so um, he started hiring me more and more, and um, it just made sense to come back this direction and and um, follow the money and and uh, and do video here. Has um, so at what point would you say that that you started doing it under your own name or brand. Or had you done that all along? Or? No, for the first few years, I was uh, working as an employee for for his agency, the Hinman Agency. In two thousand nine, I formed my own production company, Four Plus One Productions, and from there, it was it was kind of like a gradual, uh, you know. Um, change to to finding my own clients. You know, a lot of the work I, I was still getting through him at first, and then uh, you know, just gradually to the point now where I've built up a client list all on my own, and very rarely work with with um, his clients or his agency down there anymore. Do you typically get your clients through word of mouth? Yeah, that's uh, that's a good question. I mean, it's a it, you. I think a lot of word of mouth, a lot of uh, people seeing the stuff that I've done for other other people when mm-hmm. they're um, when they're looking into doing video or and uh, that, and then I guess also just kind of building relationships with with creative people. Or I, I think networking is is a tricky word to use, but um, Relationships and friendships and friends of friends is also a pretty good source of, of where my work comes from as well. Okay. Yeah, I, I think the first work I saw of yours was for Schoolhouse Electric. I can't remember what the 
occasion was. But yeah, like with that, like how did that one come about? That one came about. Uh, I did a little video for uh, my friend Jordan, who did Win Perry, the okay. men's clothing store. Okay. And he actually he had he had closed Win Perry to take a job at Schoolhouse Electric. Oh. Okay. Um, and so th- there was the connection there. They were they were going through a transition and felt like a, a video would be a good opportunity to tell the the history of the company as well as kind of launch their home goods side of their brand. Right. And um, and so that was that was how that came about. Was that shot in their their newer space that that warehouse? Yeah. 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 The war- warehouse on uh, Nikolai. Yeah. Um. So for that kind of a project, how how much? And it's hard to probably say in general, but for something like that, that's you know maybe just a few minutes long. To that one might have been more like ten. Like like how many weeks or hours or how much of that is spent shooting or how much editing for you? Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely a project by project basis, and the tricky thing usually is how much time passes between when you know when the clients like yeah let's do this and and when they're ready to shoot mm-hmm. you know sometimes that can can be a while but so my my general process is um, after the business is won you know all, all the normal stuff of winning business goes into before that treatments and and uh, negotiations and everything but after the business is won then I, I strengthen the the creative treatment and go into more detail there usually it's kind of a rough outline ahead of time and then um, if it's a narrative project I'll I'll write the script uh, or and storyboard and kind of build a crew and everything like that if it's a documentary style project then I'll get the crew together uh, have a further conversation with the client in terms of uh, what sort of, of um, ground they want to cover, create a list of questions for the shoot, um, okay. and and get an and usually do a walkthrough with the location and get an idea of the types of B-roll shots that I want to get. Okay. So generally it's about two weeks worth of pre-production, um, one to two weeks before the shoot, um, and then... Production is generally a day or two, and editing is anywhere from a week to three weeks, depending on all sorts of things, depending on the feedback the client might have, depending on their their timeline, if there's a hard deadline or not. Mm-hmm. So I would say roughly it's uh, five to six or six to eight weeks yeah. for, for an entire project. So it sounds like you kind of have a pretty good idea of the story you're trying to tell before you start shooting anything for those. Yeah, uh, it depends. It depends on the project. I mean, taking that schoolhouse one, for example, mm-hmm. that was basically what, what what I knew ahead of time was that they, they were going through this transition. They had started in lighting and, um, and they wanted to tell their story. So that actually was all built through the interview that I did with Brian, the founder, mm-hmm. and then and then the story really came clear in the editorial process. Okay. So a lot of those, a lot of the documentary style stuff that I've done in the past and that you see around is is I, I mean, I like to take that approach because I feel like it helps you get at 
the best story possible and helps them deliver the most the most comfortable um, dialogue or or story, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's almost like the what you're shooting is kind of evolving as they as they tell their story and you think about what they're saying. Yeah. You leave a little bit of room for. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I start always with a list of questions, so it's it's uh, a broad outline of the direction we want to go. But a lot of those details are found in um, in their responses and follow up questions and just kind of that that sort of thing. Okay. Um, so that is the tricky thing about shooting things documentary style is you don't always necessarily know what the B roll, how well the B roll is going to match what they're saying and what you get in the end, but. Um, I think it's, you know, it works out pretty well for me on those clients that, that it makes sense to use kind of a documentary style Mm -hmm. that, that it, uh, it, it tells their story in a pretty strong way. It seems, and, and then I noticed there's kind of another, like maybe the, um, like the one you did for Ann Sachs, for instance, is more. It's it's almost like a, a commercial piece, like a a thirty second thing or something like that. Is that is that a completely different process than like that schoolhouse electric? That's like it strikes me as that was a little more just scripted. Like we just need to get like a Martin Lawrence Bullard walking up the stairs kind of a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That that one was definitely more you know is heavier on the pre production, heavier on the. On, on the kind of pre-visualization. Okay. Um, and then uh, we, we only had one day with Martin, so it was okay. kind of like make sure we get all these shots that we have outlined and then as much B-roll around his amazing office okay. as possible. But it was much more much more scripted. Um, there's a, a spot that I just, a uh, TV spot that I just finished up in the, in the fall for glasses.com. Okay. And that was done through uh, through an agency. An agency hired me, and so they had the concept already. And then I was I was just hired to kind of visualize and execute on their on their concept. Okay. And I do a fair amount of that type of work as well. It's funny because like you you don't you know I don't think clients necessarily draw that line, but I, I definitely think of those as kind of two very separate types of 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 video work. Yeah, I mean. It seems like a lot of the stuff that you do is, uh, it's almost like your work or your business is almost a child of the internet era, you know, um, like, you know, no one's going to pay for a, a school electric 10 minute Super Bowl slot, but, um, you know, like someone who's really interested in that brand and their story is, is you know, I, I watched that video several times. I was like, this is great. You know, it really does. Whereas, you know, I mean, I guess some of the stuff you've done is probably for TV, you know. But um, has has the internet for you kind of been changing the, the nature of the work that you get? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you. That's very kind of you to say about the, 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 the work there. Uh, I, I don't think I would have a career doing this if it weren't for the internet and for, uh, you know... Uh, streaming video you'd be doing infomercials on qvc <laughs> or something if not for the internet <laughs> yeah or or maybe you know or maybe i would have just had to had to kind of go all in uh much earlier on a on a uh on a narrative filmmaking mm-hmm. track and say this is is uh do or die and then maybe i'd be managing an arby's now or something <laughs> after having failed at that <laughs> um 
so yeah, I, I would say absolutely the the internet is and and the invention of YouTube, which wasn't around when I was in college and studying film. Um, even though it seems now like it's been around forever, yeah, right. Uh, that that's why I have a career. That's why I was able to do this type of work. And and I think even now it's shaping uh, how the type of work I get hired to do, the type of uh, of you know, the, the methods for shooting so that there can be deliverables for, you know, Vine or mm, right. Instagram video or, right. you know, something. Uh, something. Have you had those kind of requests? I mean, that's crazy different. I mean, it is different. It's not a video aspect ratio or anything. Yeah, yeah. No, it is, it is, it is crazy. I did do a job a couple years ago that was strictly... Vine. Okay. Um, and this was for for Jack in the Box. Um, and we just did a whole. We the the concept was to do like, a hundred and one vines on how to eat this this burger, <laughs> and it was uh, it was ambitious uh, yeah. because you know, a hundred. Even though the the vines are only six seconds, like you still have to come up with ideas yeah, and figure out how to at shoot least a hundred one ideas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more than that in that yeah. case. And so it it wound up being. Uh, Kind of a nightmare, but mm-hmm. um, but it is. I, I think now that is the the more the more mainstream uh, concept is just that people want either a teaser for those types of channels or content that you're shooting at the same time that can be live uh, on its own there. So it it has it definitely has changed the and and still photos along with that. So that they can, I mean, everybody is looking to maximize the investment they're making. Right. And the more deliverables that I, I can offer in, in those terms, uh, you know, it strengthens my case to be hired for the job. And mm-hmm. it's, it's better for the client. And it's, it's stuff that I like doing also. Do you, like, promise a certain number of stills or, I mean, a certain number of minutes of footage or... It depends. It depends on the the project per project basis, okay. the scope of the work, and the and the kind of pace that we're working at. So, um, a project that I'm prepping for right now, they have very specific deliverables. They need photos, still photos for their website. There's places that they're going to go. We're building the shoot around still photography and video. So. Um, so that one is, is very tied to, uh, X amount of still photos is what they need. Uh, you know, we're going to do these interviews and deliver this video at this and, and, um, you know, at this length, hmm. some of them are much less formal. And I think especially earlier on when, when I was getting hired to do stills as well, it would just be kind of like, and can we pull stills from the video or, mm-hmm. and can we get a few stills along the way? And that still is what everybody's looking for a little bit. I, I definitely prefer to do the opposite where, um, you know, we're putting a little bit more time and thought into the exact stills. Well, I mean, are you shooting HD video? Yeah, but I don't, I, I definitely am shooting HD video, but I, I no longer really, I, I mean, I don't think I was ever very comfortable with the idea of just pulling straight from the video because yeah. it's a very different, it's a very different product. I, yeah. I mean, a lot of those requests early on were just kind of them wanting something they could use yeah. for stills as well. So uh, now it is, it is like part of the workflow to kind of make sure we're getting a still shot of that stuff along the way. Um and that's 
yeah, it's another another aspect of of uh, living and working in this in this era. Um. So, you, how would you describe your um, your collected works business? Collected Works is a company that I co-founded with a friend of mine, and primarily we make backpacks. And the company is built on the idea that the things we buy should be functional, durable, and beautiful. Okay. And uh, nice elevator pitch. Huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we had to we had to work that out, you know. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it was found. We we basically it was just an idea we had for this backpack that we both thought was pretty interesting, and we went down the line and got the backpack design, got it developed. Felt like we were pretty excited about it. Decided to see if other people were pretty excited about it. Ran a Kickstarter campaign. A certain amount of people were pretty excited about it, and now we have a business. Mm-hmm. So, was it? Uh, was it? I mean, it, it's not really your background doing, you know, that kind of a product. Was it? Was it interesting learning about that? Was it fun? Was it harder than you imagined? Yeah, it was. It was very fun. It was harder than I imagined. I, I mean, some. I'm somebody that cares about the way things are made, you mm-hmm. know, I, p- part of what we, what I was just describing is that, it, you know, functional and durable, that doesn't come out of thin air. So, uh, at the time that we were developing it, I was, I was working, I was renting a desk out of the Tanner Goods space. They're friends of mine. And I've always kind of been drawn to, to makers, people who are making things and they they were doing it on and, and still are even more. So now they're doing it on a, on a larger scale and doing it very, very well. But that, that kind of gave me the sense that, you know, you could start from, from small and grow. And they, they were also a tremendous resource in terms of finding the people that could execute this for us. I mean, I, I, mm. I, I don't sew myself. You know, I don't sew these backpacks. What we came uh, to our partners or, you know, the, the people that we hired with was a, a strong visual idea and asked them to execute on it. Okay. The part that was was uh, much different or much more difficult than I anticipated was just the logistics of running a business like that and manufacturing a, pro- a, a product and keeping that in stock enough to be to be sold and all, all that kind of stuff was... Something very foreign to me because, you know, my background isn't at all in, in that sort of thing. The design process, uh, if you have the right people ready to develop it and you have people around you that you can ask questions, that sort of thing, isn't necessarily the most difficult thing right now. Mm-hmm. For the, um, I watched a, um, a video about Collected Works uh, recently. <laughs> Still on my display. <laughs> um, how was the experience of was that? I think most people would assume. Well, you do a video for um, your own project, it's going to be easier. And I can tell you, as someone who designs websites, that there's a reason. There's an expression about like the cobbler's children are the last ones yeah. to get shoes. It. I find it to be a huge pain in the ass. How about you? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so there's two sides to that. 
it is a huge pain in the ass, especially when you're, I, I mean, I think the, the hard part is when you're trying to run the business and do client work and everything else, it, it is, it, it's hard to, to make time for that. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the videos that we did for Collected Works early on uh, were pretty easy for me to do because I was so passionate about the product. Um, it, it, it was so close, it is so close to my heart. Um, and the ethos of what we were trying to do, what we are trying to do is, uh, you know, is, is, was very readily available. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of almost like just doing a spec project. It's like, this is what I believe in. And so I'm going to communicate that. But at the same time, um, our social media channels with collected works are, are uh, wildly neglected. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and I, I haven't done 10 videos for, for collected works. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I don't have the, you know, so, so yeah, the ongoing process of continually marketing uh, our brand is something that I have the skill set to do. It is something that I, that I feel the weight of. And it's not something I'm doing very well. Yeah. Yeah. I also can empathize with that. Um, how do you find um, music to go with the videos? Uh, I am very lucky to have a friend who's a musician. Okay. And uh, I, I just, he's very versatile. He's very talented as a composer. And essentially every video that you see on my site, he's composed the music for. Okay. Uh, well, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one of the, I, I, I always, when I, you know, talk to clients about it, I always feel like there's three elements to a video. It's what's being said, what's being seen, and what's being heard. And that includes the, the music. And so I would consider it, uh, you know, in terms of setting the tone and, and carrying it through as important as, as the, you know, the interview or the dialogue and, and the visuals that I'm producing. Where do you, um, are there any folks doing similar stuff that you look to for inspiration or other random places you look for inspiration? I look everywhere for inspiration. Um, I think less so, uh, in in the video world, especially in the same styles of video that, that I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, I find myself more reaching toward uh, narrative stuff, whether it's TV shows or films or photography um, or just design stuff, you know, or writing books, uh, you know, blogs, men's style, menswear, all that kind of stuff I think is 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 stuff that that I that I look to for for inspiration in my work. Do you have any any favorite shows right now? <laughs> Gotta ask. Mm-hmm. I, our our uh, researcher random randomly came up with uh, um, something about Lena Dunham. Uh, Can you oh, speak to that? I, I I don't know what I I'm a huge fan of Lena. Dunham. Okay, yes, she yeah. claimed you were a big fan. I don't yeah, know that that is true. She has a show. Yeah. Yeah, her show, her show, I think, is great. What was the context of me being a big no fan of Lena Dunham? It's, it's under miscellaneous. <laughs> <laughs> it's just in from Twitter. No, <laughs> no it's funny because um, 
I, I was at, we were having kind of like a wrap dinner after a project that I shot last week, and mm-hmm. we, I, we, my wife and I had just finished watching the the season four finale of Girls, okay. and I was kind of like very excited about it. I think the the show did a lot of interesting stuff in this season, and the finale especially was like really really interesting to me, and I think she gets a lot of um, a lot of flack. Uh, un, uh, you know, kind of unnecessarily. I yeah. think she's extremely talented, and uh, and and I think that her character Hannah in the show kind of disguises how hardworking and talented and unbelievable she is uh-huh. uh, to to be able to do something like like the work that she's doing. So, girls, uh, you know, I think it's been somewhat uneven of a show. You know, if I'm going to put my my critic hat on for a second <laughs> over the years, but I, I think the the season one was was just, you know it just was it was kind of unbelievable, and and then this last season I think was really really great too. I mean, anytime you can get like uh, Colin Quinn, um, Spike Jones, and uh, Mark Marin all to like guest star on, on, on your show. Like she just, uh, you know, has to be this amazing person on, on a lot of levels. For sure. Um, I, this is more for my own edification than probably anything that anyone else is curious with, but, but what, what video software do you use to edit your videos? Uh, I edit in Adobe Premiere. Okay. Yeah. It seems like since, you know, um, Final Cut went went weird a few years back. It seems like a lot of people just said, you know, f this, I'm going to yeah, that's anything a, else. That's exactly right. The when they went to the Final Cut X, mm-hmm. it was it was a strange transition that mm-hmm. that uh, a lot of you know people that do the type of work I do took as a slap in the face because that was our go to for you know for years and years. Yeah. And at that same time, I had a client that was going to be doing a little bit of post work on on my project, on the project we were working on, and um, it was an agency, not just the client themselves. And uh, and they said, you know, it'd be uh, the workflow would be way smoother if you were working in Adobe software. Right? Can you do that? Give it a shot. And so I gave it a shot. Imported my Final Cut Pro uh, shortcut settings, and it's you know a very seamless transition. Huh. I, um, yeah, I mean, since maybe it was around a similar time frame, but Adobe went to that sort of subscription thing, mm-hmm. um, which is, to be honest, the only reason I use half of their software now, because it's kind of like they're throwing it in for free at this point. I might as well use Premiere, you know? Yeah. Or, um, yeah. Um, so when you say, um shortcut settings do you mean kind of like you have certain presets for like tone or like a visual look you're going for it, no or just, just like keyboard shortcuts. Key, keyboard shortcuts. okay okay yeah, yeah. oh so shortcuts. you can kind of just pick up using it the way that you're comfortable yeah oh interesting yeah yeah because that's i mean i i was never uh super well trained as an editor mm-hmm. I, it wasn't my emphasis in school i hated editing um for the most part and so 
uh, it took me, it just, I, like, I would always have to drag myself to, to edit. And, and then once I would get into it and wading through all, all the stuff, I think it's partially like I'm not a very uh, naturally organized person. Mm-hmm. So to get through all the stuff that I'd shot, organize it in a way that could be useful, and then get to that point of where you're actually making editorial decisions and, mm-hmm. and throwing shots against each other and seeing, seeing how, you know, the feel that it creates... Uh, it was long and tedious and so, and kind of a, you know, convoluted process. So to be able to use those, those shortcuts straight across was like, it was very helpful because I'm just not great at, um, that process of learning new software and mm-hmm. knowing it, knowing it like top to bottom, that sort of thing. Could be a pretty, uh, distracting for sure. Do, do you, um, so this, uh, I'm just kind of going down rabbit trails here, but, um, so I've noticed a lot of stuff that's done lately. I'm pretty convinced that people are using like those like visual supply filters, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, it's almost as if we're in a post-digital era where people want you to think that they've never used a digital camera at all. and They're still shooting with, you know, it's like, look, it's ectochrome, I swear. And it's like, no, I don't know, that's video. I mean, it's, it doesn't seem... Um, do you have an opinion on that sort of thing? Or do, do you find that to be interesting or too heavy-handed or too generic? Or uh, I mean, I think it it depends on how it's used, yeah. is I guess my my opinion. And I think that that's kind of the same with, with any technique, whether it's mm-hmm. using a slider to make a move, uh, slow motion, or... or oh, um, nice. You know, uh, drone they come in shots. Fashion, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like for for a year or two, it was those light leak. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like you're not yeah. shooting on it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not even like yeah. It's like it, this this Just video random got, light yeah. leak footage overlaid yeah. over. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so I think that any of those techniques or tools can be extremely interesting if if used in a way that's motivated by the story mm-hmm. and that where, um, w- where we go awry is using the technique for the technique. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that, that just, that's kind of a personal thing. Um, although, you know, I think the, the look that you, that, that sometimes people are producing with VSCO cam or, you know, whatever other filters, filters mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing can be can wind up being really cool and create a very nice uh, aesthetic across the board, mm-hmm. which is something that that um, that I definitely admire. You know, I think I think some I, I guess I would say that some people uh, I see their work and I'm impressed with with how just the 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 technical aspect of their of their visual production and the continuity of, of color and image and everything like that. And I think that people who use those, those sorts of filters or, or dial in the way they're shooting so that it, so that it produces that. And then they're able to do it in post post production. It's, it's very, it's something that I, that I aspire to do better at. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of, handed over to someone I hired to do the color correction. And that's always kind of a process of, mm-hmm. of dialing it in a little bit. Yeah. I've played with those a little um, in video because I I just recently realized that you can actually use video in uh, Lightroom mm-hmm. and uh, and you can use those filters in there if you've bought the sets for Lightroom. Oh right. Um, 
But I totally, I ran into the problem you're talking about, which is that you have to kind of, like, it knows the profile of your equipment. It knows my can't the, the camera I'm using, and it knows what I'm trying to get it to look like. Mm-hmm. But inevitably, I've shot everything too dark. It wants it to be really light. It wants a lot, a lot more light than I'm used to mm-hmm. shooting with. And so far, everything I've done has looked like crap. But it's, I mean, I can only move that exposure slider so much. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, nah. Yeah, and I think that's the, um, that's the the hard part of the whole process. And I think that's what has, I mean, recently in the last, we were talking about photography in the last like six or eight months, I've just spent a lot more time on photography and a lot more time on those technical elements of producing images that have continuity, that have a look in and to themselves. And it's something that I, that I am more and more interested in on that level. And I think that it is, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a process to figure out, okay, how, how do I shoot all these things, all these shots in a way that when I, when I process them, whether it's through a filter like that, or it's a one-off of, you know, adjusting exposure and everything else. Mm -hmm. Um, and your, maybe your own, you know, final color recipe or whatever, um, you know, what's the what's the correlation there and and how am i able to to most often produce stuff that delivers in the same way that that i can then you know finish the color treatment in the same way and get the the same result and it's i mean it's extremely difficult because you know a shot that you get at sunset or you know at dusk is going to be way different than a bright sunny day at at noon and how do you make those kind of feel of the same world without it looking too overproduced or or anything else mm-hmm. um but i i guess i'm also finding that that process a, a lot more fun mm-hmm. lately and and i think that's that's part of just spending time in you know in photoshop or spending time in post with post with with the images, which in the past I've mostly, you know, I've considered the editorial for video mostly, mostly doing, you know, continuity editing or, you know, editing shot to shot and making sure the story's all dialed in. And then, not that I was overlooking the, the visual aspect of it, but that I was kind of mostly taking care of that during production. Mm-hmm. And that was where I felt like I was producing the images and then and then um, the post-production of those images, I would kind of hand off or um, that sort of thing. I mean, would you have the same person who was doing color work on your video do stills or it's just kind of a different? It's different. Well, a lot of the still work that I'm doing right now is personal projects. And so it's halfway just for me to experiment with it and to yeah. get, get reps in it and to figure out what I like and don't like if for no other reason than to better be able to communicate that look to, to my post people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I had a, uh, kind of a larger job that was strictly stills, then I would have to make a decision on that and see if it made sense to bring in an editor who is more experienced than I was and stronger in that. But, mm. but so far I've, I've kind of, uh, you know, just kind of used the same, the same look that I'm producing in my, in my personal work for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So what's next for you? Got any any exciting projects coming up that uh, you could talk about? Um, let's see. I've got a couple things that I'm working on right now that are you know that are fun, and I think that the there's a couple there's a couple ways that I'm going right now that that I think are interesting. I'm going to speak in more general terms, I guess. But, sure. Uh, like, like I think this idea this idea of doing um, a campaign content, which again I think content is kind of like networking in, in terms of a word that feels like feels not great when you say it feels yeah. like it feels like something that's that's uh that doesn't have a personal touch and a that is businessy yeah yeah a little a little businessy um but i'm kind of embracing this idea of doing campaign content so that it's not just like the idea behind the the schoolhouse video was like we're gonna we're gonna tell your story in one in one video. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be like you mentioned. I think it's three minutes, but it may feel longer than that. <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna be kind of longer. You know, it's gonna take the the attention. Um, and and uh, and now I think that that uh, what, what I'm more interested in delivering is okay. Are you what, where are you headed right now? Delivering video. Um, versions or or alternates in you know in kind of shorter snippet forms, main video elements, photography, and building kind of a mini campaign around mm-hmm. around what people are are doing now. And uh, the work that I've done with Ant Sachs has afforded me to kind of do that and also do that on a little bit of a, a longer um, working relationship. So it hasn't been one off type work it's been okay what's next what do you what do you, you know what do you need now and i'm finding that that opportunity to deliver the 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 content in that fashion and to build those relationships directly with clients over the long term to be really re- rewarding because you get a lot of insight into what a, a company is trying to do and when you only get to do one project for them and it's one deliverable in one video. It just isn't as comprehensive as you'd like to be. It's not as it's not quite as as helpful as I like my work to be. It's not quite as useful. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of where my head is at uh, client wise right now. And I'm doing more and more traditional TV uh, commercial directing as well, which is which is a lot of fun because that's you know it's able to work on a on a different scale, on kind mm-hmm. of a larger scale, like the like what I was trained in in the first place, in terms of directing. Um, and then I'm also uh, personal project-wise working on a script right now, um, and that's something that I'm dedicated to producing, directing in you know in the next year. So. That's that's kind of where my head is at right now in terms of client-wise and and building my business-wise and then also uh, personally on, on the on the film and video front. That's awesome. Do you have any? Uh, are you are you thinking about doing anything? Another product with Collected Works. Uh, another product. Like a yeah. Yeah yeah we're definitely that, that's that's coming down the line. Um, Right now, we're in a place where we're still uh, we're we're still getting our feet under ourselves with with the one product mm-hmm. and and more of the kind of business side of things like I was describing. Like my partner in, in Collected Works is a lawyer, and so 
he and I having both have full-time jobs outside of Collected Works. And we're at that point where we're saying, okay, how do we transition this from an idea to a hobby business, which it essentially is right now, a hobby business. And are we fine with that? Or are we looking to turn this into a business business that that is going to be more sustainable, um, you know, build more products out in the product line, do more marketing and advertising to to uh, get in front of people and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I think the the short answer is we are moving in that direction, but there are a few steps that we'll have to take before we're able to execute on another product idea, which we have a bunch of ideas in the hopper, but it's it's kind of at this point, we've realized how, how difficult it is to, to manufacture uh, products and do it well. And so we really want to take the time to make sure our next products are, that they're as good in our eyes as our first product and and, um, are something that people can get as excited about as they have with the backpack. Nice. I had no idea that you're part of part of the lawyer. How did that come about? Uh, he's actually a friend. Um, he went to high school with my wife. Okay. And so we'd been friends for for years. Okay. You just got to talking one day about this. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, we we also like really nerd out on on um, products. Okay. Uh, to give you an example, right now he's looking at buying um, kind of a nicer camera than he's had before. Mm-hmm. And so it's probably been like four or five weeks. And he, know, he, he knows that like I, you know, it's something that I like and I'm excited about and have a certain amount of knowledge around these cameras. And he has like, he's narrowed it down to three, uh, but then he's, you know, he's like, researching all the specs of each one and like, you know, the, you know, the, the color difference and he has a camera that he likes. Should he go with that one or should he, you know, that, that kind of same family, Uh same manufacturer, should he branch out? And, um, and so that's kind of the approach that we take to uh, too many things in our Uh lives. Our, our, our wives might tell you, uh, (laughs) but that's kind of what we did, you know, We've done this for years, and whether it's a pair of shoes or, you know, like a, a coat or, um, you know, or a backpack, which is how the idea for our collaboration came around, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of really interested in the details and, and what those de- how those details affect the product and the use of the product and how they're going to make it, you know, better or, or not as good. Awesome. Yeah, I'm to- I totally forgot to do a sponsor read. Just kidding. You don't know um, <laughs> the, cam- the camera. <laughs> I see if I need more designs. Like yeah. Um, cool. Well, thank you so much, Jacob. Where can people find you online? Um, where, where would you like them to find you online? Yeah, I think in terms of social media, my best work is, is done on Instagram. Okay. Um, and I'm just Jacob Hinman on Instagram. It's, there you go. It's my same handle everywhere. Um my my personal website jacobhinman.com will kind of like is a good landing uh, place you you can find everything that I'm that I'm doing from there so I like to keep that part simple <laughs> awesome cool well thanks for coming by thanks man it's appreciate great to talk it. to you